Okay, with Kevin Morrison, Bob's Burgers, Spec Script, Vegetarian, Vegetarian Ain't, uh, winning uh, Spec Screenplay. First, first of all, I have to ask you because there's we get a lot of Bob's Burgers uh, specs. Yours is one of the better ones we've ever shown. Why do you think people like yourself uh, write specs for Bob's Burgers? Why do you think that's such a popular show to write about? Well, thanks for saying it's one of the better ones. Um, it. There's something fun about that show. There is something about that show where all the characters are so unique and it's just fun to watch. And I also think part of it is because it's uh, it's animated. So you can do a lot more different stuff than you can live action writing wise. You, you can cut to some place and you don't have to worry about like cutting back or all that other stuff. And yeah. the characters are, you know, they're more animated for lack of a better term. <laughs> they're more fun to write and they're more out there and they're more uh defined because of that you can like there's a but there's a, that said there's a, there's a structure in place for each episode or the show in general and i guess you're looking at the word i guess i'm looking for is zany the characters can be zany absolutely in the structure and the plot points that they have kind of like there's like when you watch that you said you binge watched it in the blog interview it's like you can kind of find the pattern of what they're doing i guess in each each episode i guess right oh absolutely yeah yeah you know exactly what each character's goals are in, in any episode even when it starts whether it's like tina going like i'm gonna get jimmy jr to go with me to the halloween festival or something like that yeah. you know like you you know what they all want so it's always fun to, to, to drop into an episode and be like okay what did they how are they gonna how is gene gonna achieve his musical this time through like either making a music video or coming up with a new song or something like that um so yeah they, when you when you watch it as as a block when you like binge watch it uh you notice those trends and, it's, and they're just so fun trends like they almost they almost never get old honestly yeah and, and uh i guess it's about family too i guess too right you yes. know it's zany it's animation it's really about that there's hearts in the show i guess right absolutely oh absolutely yeah yeah the fam one of the things that i think really makes the show stand out is the family really loves each other yeah. like they really like support one another and they really love each other and there are other shows where that's not really apparent so i think that like family guy i guess yeah yeah like they're always picking picking on meg in that show and, and all well, they, they don't funny. it's not the heart of the show right they don't like, right yeah. no exactly like that's funny in its own way but it, like there's something about Bob's Burgers where the where the characters really care about one another and they really love one another and that comes with a new sense of humor and a new sense a new type of uh show that yeah, it's been a, i guess they got a movie coming out as we're doing this podcast they got like they're, they're, how many seasons are there? They're, how many seasons are in now? They just finished 12. That's amazing. Uh, I, remember yeah. was, I remember they were promoting it on, on foot before football games. It was like. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I remember I watched the first episode um, when it aired. And I remember, like, I, before watching it, I was thinking to myself, this isn't going to last, like, another season or whatever. Because they there was something about that time slot after Fox where they tried out so many different shows. And there were certain ones where I actually really liked them and I was like getting into them. What, Napoleon Dynamite had an animated show at one point. Um, so, cause I, I'm a huge fan of The Simpsons and I still watch it to this day. Yeah. Uh, and so I tuned in, I like, something aired after Simpsons. I'm like, all right, well, this is the new thing. Cause they had gone through it within the span of like two years, they'd gone through like, I. I think like 10 shows or something yeah. like that that was like in that time slot after the simpsons in between 
them and Family Guy. And then Bob's Burgers come up and I watched it and I was like, huh, this is actually kind of fun and kind of fun. And so I kind of tuned back in it, tuned back and tuned back uh, the following weeks. And I was pretty soon I was looking forward to the show every week. And it's like, oh, it's, it's continuing. Excellent. And it just gets better and better. I think like from season three on, it really found its stride and it's, it hasn't stopped yet. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned the time slots because that's when when you were talking about it, I guess 12 years ago, that's when that mattered, I guess. It doesn't really yes, matter. Yes, no, absolutely. <laughs> so it was sort of like in my lifetime, it's like with after Seinfeld, they had like 40 shows at 9.30 after Seinfeld that they couldn't find a show. Like the, the building was like his back, people who are like young, under 30, they're like, what are we talking about? Like there would be a building, Simpsons has its own fan base. Right. So yes. basically, like, say, ten million people would watch Simpsons no matter what. So the what episode after after would get that built-in audience no matter what. So they would like, so they would get a good rating, but it would be like whether people, it's the, it's the fall off. How many percentage of people are going to stop tuning in? I guess, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's it, that's funny. That kind of shows, like, I mean, Bob's Burgers we still think of as like a brand new show, but I guess that kind of shows its age a little bit because it yeah. came in just when like time slots and things like that still mattered but that kind of ended a few years later with netflix and Bob Burgers is on hulu yeah um i don't know when i would have got I, I i have no doubt that i would have found this show i actually just watched the first time king of the hill uh because like and i found that like yeah. that's been on or that was made like 20 years ago and i just watched it so i have no doubt i would have found bob's burgers at some point um, but I don't know when, if it wasn't for like me watching The Simpsons on Sunday nights and seeing whatever zany show they had afterwards. Yeah. Um, King of the Hill. That's like that. That's one of those rare animation shows that was successful. They just stopped making it, I guess. Because yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't else, know. Right? I don't know the history of that show too much, so I don't exactly know why. Uh, but I, I just binge watched it, I guess, and. Um, it was like, I want to say it was like 12 seasons, 13 seasons. So yeah, it lasted a while. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So, okay. So tell me about how do you, okay. So what's the process of writing a spec screenplay for Bob's Burgers? Because what agents and producers want is that is for you to like establish all the characters. So basically don't write a new character basically per se, unless it's a plot point meaning that don't establish something else, but also kind of write in the confines of the show, kind of write in what they they basically have structured for the show. Like, like not they're not going to tell anybody, but you can kind of like, I guess you have to research that and then like finding the voice of the characters, I guess, right? Yeah, no, so this was actually the, the first spec screenplay I'd ever done. Um, so that was kind of a different, uh, it, it, it presented a few challenges for me, but also... There were a bunch of ways, like like you just mentioned, don't don't make new characters, use the characters already had. That was actually like, oh, well, that's like half the job right there of writing a screenplay. I had to come up with like, like everything I'd done that was like original was like I had to come up with yeah. all these characters and write these character bios or whatever. I'm like, oh, I know who Bob, Linda, Jean, and Louise, and I know who they all are. So I was able to really just go right into writing, which I usually don't do. Usually I I, I plan everything out. Um, and I did do a little point. I did do like a, a little like plot synopsis uh, to figure out uh, where the story was going and, and things like that. Um, but it was kind of fun to sort of just jump right into like, oh, I know who these characters are. I know how they're going to talk. 
Um, I wrote this actually with Bob's Burgers episodes on in the background. So I always had their voices in my head yeah. as I was writing it. And I think that helped. Um, so that was sort of, I guess, like my process of like writing this sort of screenplay and what it was as a spec. Uh, I'm still learning because this was, like I said, this is my first one. Um, yeah. But it was interesting, the differences between that and writing something original and brand new. So you're saying that like during during COVID you had some time and then yeah. like you just sort of like it was almost like a project or something fun to do I guess right and then it kind of yeah like, no absolutely and it was yeah. a blast to do like honestly like the time went by very very quickly uh, while I was doing this um, I don't remember how long it took me to to write it I want to say it was like maybe like a month or or so like from coming up with the idea to like having a first draft down and then I had to go I did like a bunch of months like revising it and things like that um but yeah no it, it was I had like nothing else to do and I, I just felt like writing something fun I wanted to write something because everyone was so down and I was really down and worried about the future and, was, and I just wanted to write something really fun and yeah. really goofy and I saw I was watching Bob Burgers I'm like oh that would be fun you know, like what if what if I wrote an episode of that show and I sort of combined it with an aspect of my life because I'm a vegetarian okay. and I was thinking to myself, like, what would happen if like Bob had to deal with that? Like deal with veg there's there's an episode where um uh it's early on, there's an episode where Bob like uh his kids are like selling burgers to vegetarians and they were like saying, Oh yeah, like we're lying to them saying that they're vegetarian burgers and Linda's like what and he's like well dad taught us that vegetarians aren't real people and Bob goes yes it's true I taught them that. Yeah. <laughs> um so I wanted to sort of build upon that and wondered what would happen if he actually had to co really come face to face with that gotcha no no it's it's great I and mean, it's like you kind of you you kind of nailed the tone like it's like it got some really good good uh Q ratings or, or reviews so are you like, so basically you've done other, I'm assuming you've done written other screenplays before yes. you kind of alluded to, right? Yeah. So you got a couple of features, you got a TV show, like what else have you written? So I've written a few features. Uh, I've written mostly short screen, like short films and short screenplays. Um, I've on the third feature, I've written two before. Um, the second one I'm really, really proud of. It's, uh, it's like a, a comedy action um, about an FBI agent that hires a bunch of B-list actors to pretend to be superheroes to scare off terrorists. And I had so much fun with that because that was like a love of, of, of comics and the love of heroes, but also a love of like uh, spy things. It, it's, it's very much like Argo meets Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Um, and I really, I really love that. Uh, the first screenplay I wrote, I'm not proud of at all, uh, but it, was, it taught me how to write and how the format. Um, I work at a movie theater and it was just two guys working at a movie theater. And if you've seen Clerks, you've seen a much, much better version of whatever <laughs> I wrote. So, but but that was important for me to write because I was like, oh, this is how you structure things. This yeah. is how you write, you know, how, how a screenplay looks and how yeah. a format and how a story goes. There still hasn't been a great movie about, about um, cinemas for some reason. No, that's <laughs> I don't think so. I can't really. No, think there, I think there's been a lot of attempts. There's even been TV shows about it, like, but it's, it's, it's never registered. So there's something there. Right? It's almost like masturbatory a little bit because you're like, you're safe. You're sitting in a theater watching a movie about a theater. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
but uh the, but there's still something there especially in, in today's world right like uh kind of like the, the hybrid world that we live in now there's mm-hmm. a new kind yeah. of there's a new angle to take i guess right yeah no absolutely so maybe something yeah. so you graduated to you were uh what's which is the quinnipiac am i saying it right Qu- quinnipiac it's, that's in connecticut correct yes that's in connecticut yep and then i graduated 2019 yep and no, you have your people go to your website that movienerd.com. What can they do? Mm-hmm. What can they see on your website? Uh, so I have all the uh, short films that I've made up there. I have um, all my scripts. If anybody wants to read them, they're available by request. I have my log lines up there and titles and just little blurbs about them and my email uh, there as well. Um, I also am, prof- I'm, I'm pretty proficient at like Adobe Photoshop and Adobe Illustrator that especially Illustrator. I really like, uh, creating things on there. So that stuff's on there. So it's, it's, it's basically a big portfolio of, uh, all of my, all of my different types of work, my writing, uh, film work, audio work, uh, and like pictures and visual stuff. So what do you want to do? Like, do you want to, you said you got some directing, uh, uh, films under your belt do you want to direct do you want to write like what's your kind of if you all like if ideally what would you want to do um i would like to write that would be like my ultimate goal was to be a, a pro screenwriter one day uh, i'm currently looking for an agent i just pitched to somebody about a week ago yeah so i'm waiting to hear you know i'm waiting here back for that and you know fingers crossed and things like that but they I, want I the spec to- right agents always want these specs right these yeah specs. well i didn't pitch them the spec i actually pitched them the uh the superhero argo uh, screenplay. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm looking around to see if there's any agents that listen to specs. I found another, um, I found TV Palooza where I can submit my screenplay to things like that. So I, I'm really very interested in becoming like a pro screenwriter, um, in writing for, for a living, uh, more than anything else. TV shows like. Yeah, no, I would love to write for TV shows. Absolutely. (laughs) That's your that's your goal. Comedy is your kind of thing. You think comedy is your thing? Yeah, I would. I would. I mean, comedy. I think more than anything else would be really, really fun. Uh, I yeah. I mean, I I feel like I would just have always be smiling, always be happy if I wrote comedy, and that comes easier to me than really hard drama. Um, I don't know how people write those serial killer shows or things like that. Cause that's got to get you like really, really down and really, really depressed. That's something I could never do. Well, it depends uh, on the person, right? It's like, it's yeah, like, sometimes, no. like if you're a nurse or whatever, they see so much bad things, but it doesn't really bother certain people, but then it really bothers so- I exactly, guess yes. personality, I guess. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So that movie nerd. So I guess you're, you're kind of saying, saying to the world that you're a nerd then. Is that, that's yeah. a good thing. No, absolutely. That actually started um, in high school. I actually started a YouTube uh, channel. Uh, I no longer do it, um, but I actually started where I did uh, movie reviews. And that was my way. Nobody in my high school, well, not, I shouldn't say nobody, but uh, there weren't a lot of people that liked talking about movies. So I sort of made these videos to try to find people that like talking about movies. And I did that for a little bit. Um I realized like after a few years, I didn't want to be a film critic or anything like that. So I yeah. kind of stopped and I I did take down a bunch of my reviews because they just, they weren't well edited. They weren't great or anything. Um, and I, but that name kind of stuck and I thought, oh, that's a good name. Uh, so I made a website using that. And now my YouTube is, is like a portfolio where I have all the short films I've made and. You've done interviews uh, too, done- right? Okay. Interviews on there. You got interviews on that you've done. Yes. Yes. So when I, um, 
back in the film criticism days, uh, I was actually able to go to a few conventions um, as press, and I was able to interview some guests there and things like that, and that was fun. Those were really, really cool. Uh, that was pretty neat. So yeah, so you like uh, your little you you're, you're just sucking up information and uh, and just kind of like taking in what people have to say and and uh, so but Star Wars it seems like there's being there's a theme of Star Wars going on. on oh, absolutely, yeah. No, I, I'm big fan of Star Wars. That was something I always grew up with. Um, you're relatively young, right? So you didn't like so the second uh, iteration of Star Wars was was kind yeah, of yeah, pretty much actually. Um, what's I think is actually kind of unique is for the longest time, uh, Phantom Menace was Star Wars to me. I didn't know about any other movies, yeah. uh, and uh, the big reason for that is because it was called Episode One: The Phantom Menace. So in my kid's mind, I'm like, okay. This is the first one. Yeah. Why would there be any others? And I really, and I still do. That's like what George Lucas wanted. Yeah, exactly. I guess so. Uh, and I still like Phantom Menace more than most people. Actually, I can't believe people hate it as much as they do. It's, it's, some Star Wars fans are a little weird. Um, but I really, you know, I, I love Phantom Menace. And then uh, Attack the Clones came out. And I was like, okay, I put those two Attack the Clones. And then I went to my uncle's one day and he had all these VHS tapes of something called like Return to Jedi. Uh, and I stared and I was like, wait, what? And then it said episode six. And I'm like, wait, wait, they already made four, three. And that's when I kind of learned about like the history of Star Wars. That's so like, wild. Oh, okay. You know, like that's so wild. I, that that like, yeah. Well, it's because the expectations for the for the Phantom Medits was 1999. The expectations yeah. were gigantic, right? Yeah. Like it was the most highly anticipated movie of all time. And we wanted the tone of the, the original, like it's nostalgic. The Star, Star Wars is very nostalgic, right? And yes. We wanted that tone. For a lot of people, absolutely, yeah. We wanted uh, that tone that we, from the first movies, and the, the tone wasn't there. Funny enough, episode seven had that tone, which made it people like, you know, people for, who are from the 70s enjoy those films because they were kind of like, they reminded me of the first ones, right? So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's and what you know, it was. It, it's interesting when episode when Force Awakens came out because like that's when I think I finally kind of understood how uh, an older generation felt about Phantom Menace when that came out because yeah. I was like oh now I have expectations now I I know what I want from a Star Wars movie and I know like what what's going on um, but yeah no I I, I still love uh, practically all the movies honestly like especially one through six I think Attack the Clones is probably the worst one of all of them but i i still enjoy it and revenge of the sith is my favorite that one i have the most fond memories of and i think was it, they just knocked it out of the park um really loved it and then soon afterwards the clone wars show started and all these like really cool things i'm i'm still reading the books i'm still that was like all the tv shows on a disney plus show right so yes, yeah absolutely yeah. yes Right. So it's like they really they really sucked it, like in, in Volda, all the content, out, which was something they should have been doing a long time ago. Let's right. And it, it, it's interesting because they, they sort of were doing that a long time ago because they wrote so many books. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the Hair to the Empire trilogy is still wonderful. And there, there's just so many uh, really great books. And, and now they're still publishing them under the Legend, Legends banner. Yeah, um, the comics and stuff like that. Like they're still worth going back to, and they they just for whatever reason, I guess because George Lucas was very particular, uh, they never did like film or. TV yeah, he told he whatever. said that like he said that he didn't want anybody to touch it until unless it was him, right? 
in terms I of the film material. Like the, yeah. I, then he sold it, and then all of a sudden, have you seen everything change when after he sold it? Like he was right. Like, no, absolutely. Um, and it, it was like I, it's kind of fun to 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 read the old books. Uh, and the Her- like the Harry and Empire trilogy is amazing, but it cannot work with the prequels because when they wrote those books, uh, George Lucas said you can write f- past Return of Jedi, you can't go before New Hope. Yeah. That was because he was going to make the prequels. Yeah. So according to the Hair of the Empire trilogy, the Clone Wars were when they actually made clones of like Jedi and like clones of people. Like that's yeah. what why they were called the Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, and you read it and you're like, this was nothing like what the Clone Wars actually were. And it's well, like, maybe there's different Clone Wars, that. right? Maybe there's you know? a different Clone War. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You can make up anything where you, oh, yeah, it's interesting because it's like, yeah, because it's like, um, yeah, because obviously it, it's, it's part of your culture. It's part of you, who you yes. are, right? So like, very much so, yeah. So basically like I come from the generation, like I was, I remember seeing Return of the Jedi in the theater, right? So, and so like, so like that's, that, so then there's that debate between the generations too, right? So. No, absolutely. Yeah. It, which is, it's, it's interesting how there's like a debate between generations because like, I, I like all of it. I just think yeah. it's all like, I mean, some are better than others, certainly. And I think there's an argument to be like, which one is your favorite versus what your favorite one is and then yeah. stuff like that. But like, I, I, I don't think there's like really much of an argument where like, this is terrible and this one was great or like, whatever. I, I think I'm not going to make an original point, but the, the point that I guess is the 99 movie is that you're watching the film with, with yeah. clear eyes, right? So you have no idea who Anakin Skywalker is you know what I mean? But yes, you're watching absolutely. it from the from the Generation X eyes. You know what's going to happen. You know this character, so it's like That's everything's yeah. telegraphed. Like you kind of like you're watching it. You're seeing it like paint by numbers, right? You're seeing the story progress, but you're not learning anything new because you know where it's headed, right? So then, yes, you're just yeah. watching it for the sake of watching it without any kind of thrills and spills, right? So that might not have been as, yeah, when you put it that way, that might not have been as fun as yeah. like me watching. I'm like, oh my God, like, who is this? And yeah, you're just, you're just going? kind of going through emotions, people? right? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're disappointed because you're like, you want more kind of like thorough line action occurring, right? So yeah, but yeah, like I said, the seventh film is like, when it came when they when it was they brought a new director they 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 just need they just did new hope over again right so yeah yeah i, I would agree with that absolutely absolutely when they when they did uh uh force shocking twists right so yeah. like you know what i mean like you know destroying the the, the souls of the generation next generation mm-hmm. by killing somebody that was everybody's fan, fan you know what i mean favorite so yeah no absolutely just just like how obi-wan died in the first one you know we already know that, right? So yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't understand what you're saying. Anyways, great script, uh, Bob's Burgers. Uh, we went down the rabbit hole of Star Wars because it's <laughs> who you are. But listen, great script. It's like this is great for your agent and anything that we can do to help. My suggestion Thank is to so write much. another, probably another spec of another show and then uh, like a Netflix show or something like that. And then you can kind of like sample how people. Uh, executive producers of your TV shows have samples of your writing and uh, you'll probably get hired. Thank you so much. I appreciate that a lot. Well, congratulations. Let's talk again either when you make your next film or when you make you do your next winning script. All right. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I'd love to talk again. Interior, Bob's Burgers Restaurant. Same day. 
Bob Belcher is sweeping the floor while Linda Belcher is reading the newspaper. She smiles. Ooh, a new chicken restaurant is opening up a few streets over. Chick's Hens, huh? Chick must be the building. The building? Lynn, why would the building be named Chick? Because that's where the hens live. It would be the building's hens. Chick's hens. What? Linda, I don't think the hens live in the restaurant. Chick is probably the name of the chef. Wait, Chick? Yeah, Chick. Why? Have you heard of him? Let me see that. Bob walks over the newspaper and sees a picture of Charles Chick Halstein, 45, medium height, brown hair, big smile, and a thumbs up in front of his new restaurant. Bob groans. Oh, Chick Halstein. You know him? Oh, I went to high school with him. We fought all the time over which was better, cows or chickens. It's so easy to get people to love chickens. Just throw them in a deep fire. That's not real cooking. Hmm. Anyways, senior year, we were both up for the most likely to be a chef superlative in the yearbook. I thought for sure I was a shoo-in because everybody knew I liked cooking and already had experience working at my dad's restaurant. But the day of the voting, stupid chick comes in and gives everyone fresh chicken nuggets. They weren't even that good. But everyone ate them and loved them, and then he won the superlative. Stupid chick. Oh, Bobby, I'm sorry. That was a long time ago. Maybe he's changed. I don't know, Lynn. Come on, Bobby. I don't want another food feud. Pesto is already one too many. Lynn, you don't understand. <sighs> I'm going to go sweep the kitchen. Bob leaves for the kitchen. As he enters the kitchen, Teddy walks in nervously, carrying a food bag. Hi, Linda. Is Bob here? Yeah, he's in the kitchen. Bobby! Shh! 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 No, don't get him. I was walking by the new chicken place, Chick's Hens, and he was handing out free samples. I tried to resist. I really did. But he just handed me five at once, and, my, and somehow one of them got into my mouth, and bam! It's just so good, Linda. So good. Really? Let me try one. Teddy gives Linda a nugget. She eats it, and her eyes light up. Oh, 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 Teddy, this is so good! I know, right? I wanted to check in with you before I talk to Bob. He won't mind, right? They're only giving out free samples today only. Today only? Wow. But before I buy from him, I just wanted to know if it was okay with Bob. Bob walks back into the dining room. And his nuggets weren't even fully deep fried. He could have given the whole school food poisoning. Oh, hey, Teddy. Bob's upset about Chick opening a new restaurant. They went to high school together and didn't get along. Oh, oh no. So, Teddy, what's in the bag? Oh, oh, uh, what bag? This? This bag? Uh, nothing. Just something for my mom. You know how moms are always asking you to bring them stuff when you're out and stuff. In fact, I'm running late. I gotta go to my mom's right now. Teddy runs out the door. Hmm. That was weird. I mean, weirder than Teddy usually is. <laughs> yeah, that Teddy. So, Bob, you don't want to go over to Chick's Hens? I don't even want to see his picture in here, Lynn. Could you throw away the paper? <sighs> All right. Linda tosses the newspaper into the garbage. Louise and Tina enter the restaurant. Hi, Louise. Hi, Tina. Where's Gene? He got detention because of a stupid frog. What did he do? He let the frog go out the window. He didn't want to kill it. He ET'd his frog? 
Wow. Then what were you both doing since school ended? Skipping rocks on the wharf. What else are we supposed to do? Come here and work? Hmm. Jean walks into the restaurant, a little nervous. Hi, Jean. How was detention? Terrible, but worth it. So Sir Hopsalot could live. Sir Hopsalot? Yeah, his frog. He likes big hops and he cannot lie. Jean sighs. Am I grounded? No. No? 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 Jean, you stood up for something you believed in and thought for yourself. Killing frogs was something you didn't like and you thought was wrong and you did something about it. That was great. You ET'd the frog. What I'm trying to say is, I'm proud of you. And I'm proud of you, too. Come here. Linda squish hugs Jean. Thanks. That does make me feel better. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So when I released the class hamster into the hallways last week, that was bad. But what Jean did was good? Yes, because Jean did it to save a life, not to torture Mr. Frond. Whoa, it wasn't just Mr. Frond. It was the entire teacher's lounge. That doesn't make it better, Louise. <sighs> Unbelievable. Well, now that you kids are back, I gotta run an errand. An errand? Yeah, an errand. Like a mom errand. You know, mom things, mom stuff. Lynn. I'll be back. Bye. Linda takes off her apron and then runs out the door.